0: Maybe the score, so to speak, is not showing it yet, but I promise you, majority of the world is not putting in the effort and the time or the passion that you are. There's no way you can't win. So exactly. There's no way we can't win. I mean, if we keep showing up and we keep trying to be our best, there's no way we're going to fail. God will never allow that. And we're going to see it through and it's going to look maybe different than how we thought, but it will be fulfilling because you gave it your all.
1: Hey y'all, welcome back to the podcast. So I always say you guys are going to be so excited for today's episode, but let me tell you, today's episode was almost like a God thing. A couple of months back, my girlfriend reached out to me and said, Christina, you have to have this woman coach Dar on your podcast. Then, a couple weeks back, I was at a celebrity golf tournament in Florida where the guy I was playing with, former professional Major League Baseball player, said to me, He's like, Oh, do you know Coach Dar? Well, I looked at this and I thought, okay, this is a God thing. So I reached out to Coach Dar's team and I'm so blessed to say that she is on the podcast today. Coach Dar is a mental edge and leadership coach. She's worked with every professional athlete organization you can possibly imagine. And the best part is, she is the best selling author of the Art of Bouncing Back. Today's episode was so good. We dove into everything from faith to resiliency. Her story is absolutely incredible. You guys, you are going to want to go buy the book. You are going to want to follow her and pay attention to the very end of this episode because you're going to want to get on Coach Dar's email list because she's introducing something in 2024 that you will not want to miss out on. You guys, please share this episode. Tag both Coach Dar and I. Enjoy the show. Okay, y'all, I'm so excited for today's episode. And how it came about is one of my longtime beautiful girlfriends. she sent me a DM over on Instagram, and she's like, you are this person, you need to meet her, you need to figure out how to have her on the podcast. So I immediately when I, I trust Carrie, so I immediately reached out to your team. And today, I'm so excited I get to chat with Coach Dar. Thanks
0: for being here. Thank you so much for having me on. We were just talking what a small world it is and that we're all connected. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, Coach Jar works with pretty much every athlete on the planet, men and women from all the leagues. I could name them all, but you know them, NFL, CFL, uh, WNBA, NBA, all the things. If you do not know her, I want you to immediately head over to social media right now on any and all of the platforms and go find Coach Jar because I, ever since I've started following you, I was like, yes, this woman gets it and I'm so super, super grateful that you're here and this is gonna be a wonderful conversation. Thank you. So take us back to, so now you're, you're literally one of the top sought after mental performance coaches in the world right now, but tell us how, and I obviously I know, but tell everyone listening how you went from basically an, a young occupational therapist who thought, you know, her life was going to go into one way to where you are today. I'd love to hear that story.
0: I think this is such a good starting point because I want to remind everyone life is not linear. We get pings. I call them pings, like things will happen that call at us because it's part of our calling, it's part of our giftedness. And so, where I started and where I am today is actually all tied together. It just looks in different formats. But I started out as an occupational therapist taking care of traumatic brain injury patients, stroke, brain injury, even spinal cord injury. And the irony of this is, these were people that were told they may never walk again, talk again. People like you and I listening, your whole day is going about your plan, your life, you're running your company. And then all of a sudden, a car accident, a stroke, something happens to you and it changes your whole world. And I was the therapist that my backgrounds in specialty in OT was in neuroscience. And so my background, I, I always have these brain models on my desk. Like I literally studied and the, the human brain and- That was, to me, really set me up for everything because later on, after I helped patients throughout the years, I also went through my own struggles with strokes, um, which is, we can get into that. But my point being is I went through what my patients went through early on at 25, and I was told I could die any day because of a blood clot. And And I say this only because I thought, no, I'm supposed to be the person that helps them for sure gave me an understanding. But here's the catalyst. When you're told you could die any day, it kind of lets go of fear. And you're like, well, okay, if I could die any day after you grasp what was going on, I was like, I want to go fix healthcare." So I go back to school for business and I learn business leadership. And then I start running companies by 28 years old. I'm president of a company and then start running other companies. So thankfully, early on in my career, I was running like five companies. I learned business. But. Still, the parallel was neuro. The parallel was human behavior. The parallel was how people literally are motivated or not to do things. How do we get everyone unified around a vision? And so in 2008, when I started my own practice, which was when a recession was hitting, but I say that because it was now in me where I was like, wait a minute, I've helped people overcome the most extreme odds. I've helped people and companies grow to their highest level. So I took science, psychology, and leadership and faith. And I was like, I'm going to go out and start talking to people about mindset. And now in the sports and business world, yes, everyone talks about this, but you have to remember then no one was. So I was like Elon Musk telling people, there's going to be a self-driving car. And everyone's like, are you crazy? We're not the Jetsons. (laughs) Oh, I love it. How it happened where I was like, no, I, I know this to my core. So yes, I guess people say like you helped pioneer it. I was not intentional about pioneering it. I was so driven by knowing what I know to my core and then just bringing it to the world. I was like, people need this. I mean, I, I left a lucrative career to start with no clients and no income. So I left it all, but I knew and believed in it. And sure, over time, it's brought me to where I coach professional athletes all over and leaders, world leaders, CEOs. But I never forced any of this. I also want to just bring that up. I never forced any of this. This all came to me in a sense because I was just showing up working my craft and what I believed in, and then it met the world's needs.
1: I love that so much. So the the name of this podcast is It's Your Turn, and the three trademark pillars of my business are decision, faith, and action. And it's so interesting because <laughs> you basically just... Literally said, made that decision, took the action and had the faith that whatever was supposed to be for you would find you. My question to you is, because I know that there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that perhaps want to do that thing. Just like you knew to your core, you're like, I know that this is something that people need. Like you knew it to your core. But also to make the decision to leave a six-figure job. I mean, I did very similar thing, a completely different, but also exactly the same. I left something that was paying well, that people said, you know, was your dream job. Why in the hell would you want to leave that to do something that I just knew in my core? I call it my God-given responsibility. Like I truly yeah. do believe I live my God-given responsibility. So how did you muster the courage or how did you have the
0: faith to just know that you had to do something different? My faith, you hit it dead on. And it really, especially at that point in my life, my faith was even growing stronger. And I just have to say, it was like, I was reading literally in a Bible study with one of my mentors who lived through the Holocaust. And she told me stories about how she survived and how she got through from a five-year little, little girl to an adult. And we were reading one day and it was like, literally Jesus said, drop your nets and follow, you know? And I was like, I need to drop my nets. I, which meant my safety net of the world. I literally dropped my safety net. I needed health insurance, I left it. <laughs> I needed obviously to continue to have income, I left it. and But I believed, just like you said, it was a responsibility. And I also believe with all of my heart, none of us are here for ourselves we literally are not here so that we can have all accolades for ourselves. We're here to use our gift to move the world ahead, to help people that we're called to. So to your point, a thousand percent, this was a felt responsibility. And when I realized this wasn't about me, I was like, well, it's not about me. So I'm going to get up and do what I'm called to do because this is a mission. So I'm going to go live it. And I'm going to believe with everything in me, it will be OK. And that doesn't mean it's without hardship, but it for sure it's more fulfilling than I've ever been had in my whole life doing it this way than how I thought it was before.
1: Absolutely. And I'm so glad that you said it because, you know, I can say it a hundred times, but I think when someone else says it in a completely different way, it's sometimes like, you know, most coaches are telling you the exact same thing, but sometimes one person says it and they say it in a way that it just hits your core. Like you just hear it completely different. Everyone's pretty much saying the exact same thing. It's just how they say it. So thank you for saying it like that. And do you believe too, that like, when you do it, like, I always say, like when I show up and do my job to the absolute fullest, there's no way in hell I'm not going to make money. There's no way in hell I'm not going to get paid.
0: Like it's just impossible. I, You know what? I literally just said that on a call yesterday with someone. I was like, you know, maybe the score, so to speak, is not showing it yet, but I promise you majority of the world is not putting in the effort and the time or the passion that you are. There's no way you can't win. So exactly. There's no way we can't win. I mean, If we keep showing up and we keep trying to be our best, there's no way we're going to fail. God will never allow that. And we're going to see it through and it's going to look maybe different than how we thought, but it will be fulfilling because you gave it your all. Yeah. And it happens
1: usually better than you could have ever expected to. Like you never expected to go this way, but
0: like when you're on the other side of it, you're like, oh, I get it. (laughs) I literally never had it in my sights that I was going to be working with professional athletes most of my career ever. But, but I look back at my father. I mean, I've been watching film since I was a little girl. We'd watch the New York giants on Sunday. Then we'd rewatch film on Wednesday. I was like, what are we doing? I had no idea what he was doing to set me up for everything that I, you know, I do in sports, but I didn't have that planned, but God did. I was working the craft that he asked me to work on as an occupational therapist and in neuro and the brain and everything that I study that's helped me build this mental edge practice, science-based, also performance-based, but also purpose-based. Mm-hmm. So I connect all those and, I, and, and he aligned it. I didn't set that out, but he aligned it. I set out and said, I will do what you've called me to by showing up and being my best and serving who you want me to. And think about this: I'm a five-two white female, <laughs> and I'm in the NBA, the well, NHL, and MLB. I mean, NFL. I'm the minority, and but yet yeah, we're one family, and we love each other. And God called me there. And what I love is I get to show them love, and yes, I help them on their edge, but. Everyone wants something from them and I just want to serve them. And they know that, and we are one family. And so it's so beautiful. Would only God could have created that. I put it. Oh my gosh.
1: Okay. Couple of questions. The first one I had is, have you ever let your ego kind of get in the way? Like, has something ever happened? This wasn't a question I had for you, but when you said it, because you know, when people blow up, obviously you're huge, you're big, you're sought after, a lot of people have that moment where they almost have to get their butt kicked again like almost that moment like oh everyone wants me and I'm getting paid all this money and I'm like the it thing. Have you ever had that moment where it, like really you where you had to come back and be like oh I get it. If I stop serving, I'm like this could all go away.
0: You know, it was actually where on on this book tour that I've been on you know, I was going to support some friends and help them out. And I was going to speak and they're like, Oh, will you, will you share about your book? And I said, sure. And so they set up like a table, um, like at a trade show, a table with the book and the place we were at, I don't think people really wanted to buy books at this place, but I sat there, but I was sitting there and it was like four hours standing at a table, like a trade show. And someone was doing like a braid bar and someone was doing like little things. And there was a moment that I sat there and I'm like, I have so much that I could be doing right now. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I might've sold maybe four books at this uh, event, but I, I did speak, you know, I, I wanted to support them and be there, but I didn't think I was going to be standing at a table to sell books. Cause that's yeah. not typically what I do just be in, and, and really from a time efficiency, cause it's so condensed. But I'm being totally honest, there was a moment there where I was like, what the hell am I doing here standing at a table like I literally could be doing 10 million things. And that's when I checked myself. And I was like, because that's where God called you to be. And and anyone that talks to you and wouldn't you know, as soon as I checked it, this kid comes up and he goes to me, Coach Dar, you spoke a couple years ago. And it changed my life. He's in the military. He's like, I went back to school and I'm going to be a sports performance therapist. And uh, he just went on and on about how he's serving and how he can't wait to serve. And I was like, I'm so grateful I was there. But he reminded me it was a conversation I had with him two years ago when I went down just to pay it forward. And now here I was going down to pay it forward and talking to random people. You never know why God's putting you there. And it's not about you. It wasn't about me. It was about the people he called me to have a conversation that I don't know, maybe it will plant seeds to help their life later on, just like that young man shared with me. But yes, there was that moment where I was like, I have the World Series, uh, the NBA, like all these things going on. I'm like, this is four hours and it's about efficiency. But I was getting caught up in my schedule that I was like, no, you are here to serve. And if it's one person, then let it be. And then I felt so much better. And I also was humbled real quick, like get over yourself.
1: You know what? That's a great story. I'm glad you said that. And I definitely do believe in efficiency. Like, I mean, let's be honest with you, like the most successful people, they'll all have private jets because they can get to places faster. Like, I mean, it's just, it's a little bit of a both. And for sure, speaking of the book, the art of the bounce back, I just think that that is like an absolutely phenomenal uh, title just due to the fact that like even if you're someone who's listening to this, and most people listening to this are probably not professional athletes or CEO levels, but you know, every one of us have had something in our life that we need to bounce back from. And so I heard on a podcast that you were talking about, like, this wasn't the original book, this book wasn't going to be this book, but what really made you kind of shift into this is
0: exactly what it has to be. The book was going to be about awakening greatness and the patterns of the greats that I've helped. And then I, while I was trying to write that book, nothing was working out with it. I mean, just every avenue, I just kept hitting some walls and I'm trying to write it. And I was just going to go the independent, small publishing route. And then I had my third stroke and I was, it literally took away my ability to write, speak, speak. I I was tripping up on my words. It was hard to think all these things were going on and I had to do all my rehab. And so it just kind of shut down the process. And I was like, you know what, maybe I'm not supposed to do this. And that's when my sports agent called me and she's like, stop putting God in the corner. I was like, what? She's like, you're putting God in the corner. I was like, Kelly, I literally can't read right now. Like I, and I go in who I'm a first time author, you know, who's going to publish me? Cause she goes, also, you're supposed to get published on this. And I was like, sure. Well, wouldn't you know, (laughs) after that conversation, again, checking my spirit, I said, God, if you want this, you're going to help me because I literally can't do this on my own. I just had a third stroke. He's so gracious. And it's like he shines even more. And so I got a call from a litter agent who's like, I was just at the NBA All-Star game and your name came up. And then I was somewhere else. And she's like, I don't know who you are and I don't even give chances on first-time authors, but I want to talk to you because I think you have a story to tell. And as I was sitting there going, well, what is that? It was about after I've had three strokes, but all the people I've helped in life bounce back. That's how I came up with the art of bouncing back. And they kept saying, Dar, there's a formula. You've helped over a hundred thousand people. There is definitely a method to what you do. And You know, Christina, it was like I just naturally do this. And so I didn't know how to put that in paper and writing, but I sat there and I'm like, oh, well, this is. And then everyone's like, you're just going to give it all away. I go, yeah. And they're like, why would you give it all away? I go, we're not going to be here someday. And I look at books as the greatest wisdom people are passing on. It's a legacy. I want people to have this in their hands. This is, again, not for me to keep. So I, this book has literally, The nine principles I put that I take everyone through. And let me tell you, I wrote this. This is the people's book. You do not have to be a pro in a sport or a CEO. By the way, you're a pro in your life. So own that. But it's for everyone. Everyone's going to go through something. I literally take you through how to get through adversity. And also, so when the hits come, you won't go so low. So the valleys are not as deep when you start working on your mental resiliency and you get back up to the mountaintop.
1: Oh, that's so good. And it's so true. Every single person has, we all have something. No one's gonna get through their life without like getting their ass kicked. It's just it's not possible. So how like I mean, I cuss, so we, we can cuss on this podcast, but yeah, <laughs> I are tight, but I also cuss like a sailor. Um, uh, but Also, I mean, I think every single person, every single one of us have gone through something and it is, I always say, it's like your bad days are here. How do you make your bad days here? How do you get over them quickly? I think one thing that most people don't understand, and I don't know why I have this like innate knowing, but I know that life is really, really short. Like nothing's really happened to me in life where I'm just like, I know that it's short, but I also live life to the fullest, because I know that, you know, our time is ticking. I'm 41 years old and I'm like, how the hell did that happen? I still feel like I'm 20, (laughs) but all of that to be said, what do you say to the person who doesn't feel like they, you just said, everyone's a champion in their life and everyone's like, you know, has a purpose in their life. What do you say to that person who is right now, perhaps feeling like they're not a champion in their life, or they don't know how to do that. I think that that's something that so many people struggle with.
0: So I would say, get back to center for a second. So you actually are, or you're becoming, like you don't win the championship right away, you're becoming a champion. So you're on your way to becoming. Everyone has the chance to grow into greatness and start by figuring out like, what is the thing that you naturally are gifted in? We hear this all the time, but you can't let this fall on deaf ears. You definitely have a skill or- a yearning to learn something that will come natural. So someone who wants to work on programming, someone that's really good and articulate that wants to work on communication and is a good communicator, someone that's naturally gifted in figuring out logistics, which I would hire them on i I'm not good with logistics, but I love when someone is. And it just, it it's so natural. They're like, oh, we can do this, this, this. And I'm like, you realize the genius that just came out of you? It's there. So start by asking people, even the people around you, What do you think is the gift within me? Start seeking feedback, ask people questions, ask what they see in you. And then also start being aware of what pings your spirit. So when you're looking at things around in the world, what starts to ping at you that you're like, I love that. I could get lost in that. Or you just start researching it and literally two hours has gone by because it's something that you're connected to. When you start looking at all of these things, you could start putting the pieces together to then work on, to then become great at. So that's where you start. And you can't become great unless you start. And don't be afraid to start, but you got to start somewhere. And that's how you start finding out what it is that you could be great at. Yes, I agree with all of that.
1: Hey, y'all, it's Christina. Just jumping in here for two quick seconds to first of all, say thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a subscriber or leaving us a five-star review or leaving us a comment or really thank you for copying that link and sending this episode to someone who may need it. It's how we get the podcast out. You know, there's no advertisements on this podcast and it's just how we get the message out from myself and my guests because This is really why I'm showing up each week is to help people decide it's their turn. And the second thing is I just wanted to let you know that every week I tell you, text me the word podcast or coach to 501-222-3362 or send me a message on Instagram. Both of those ways connect with me directly. And if you've ever had any questions about my one-on-one coaching. You know, on this podcast all the time, I talk about my clients and the results that they're getting. And perhaps you've thought to yourself, well, gosh, what does a coach even do? Or gosh, I need to level up and I need someone to help me get to that next level. If that's ever something that you have thought about, text me 501-222-3362. Ask me any questions. That is a direct connection to me. You guys, I show up, do this podcast, pay thousands of dollars each month to produce it because... Because I love it. I love serving my clients. I love serving you. And I'm so grateful that you're here. So thank you again for listening. If you've never connected with me, send me a text 501-222-3362. Just text me the word podcast or coach. You and I will talk back and forth and I'll be able to serve you in the capacity that I can. Or we'll jump on a free clarity call to see if working with a coach is something that you need to get to the next level of life or business. You guys, I'm so grateful. Thank you for listening to the podcast and enjoy the rest of the episode. So fast forwarding, you've worked with obviously exceptional athletes your whole life or big portion of your life. What do you think are the characteristics that make a person great?
0: Hmm. Literally consistency. Amen. Is- <laughs> consistency. I mean, you there's no, there is nothing fancy. You want to? I literally was the Phoenix Suns mental skills coach, and I traveled with them, practice everything. I mean, 24/7, and it is not glamorous. Everyone sees the glamour and the lights on Showtime, like game time, but the every day traveling to another city, getting in at 3 a.m., getting up, watching video, getting up and practicing, eating lunch, taking a nap, working on your body, doing recovery, practicing your shot, watching film again, getting back in the game. It is 24-7 literally like that. It's Groundhog's Day. And they practice the same thing over and over and over. They consistently do the work, work on their craft. If you want to be great at anything, you have to be consistent at it. Listen, you want to work on your health? You want to just be healthy? You can't show up and take one walk a month. Go lift weights one time a month and be like, oh, where's the six pack? It's not coming. You're not going to be healthy. You can't eat one healthy meal and be like, oh, my heart's going to be healthy now. No, it's consistency. So if you're not consistent, you can't be great. Hey, how about you just want to have a great marriage, a great relationship? Guess what? You need to be consistent in showing up for that person and having healthy communication. So if you want to be great in any area, you need to be consistent. By the way, I want to remind everyone, you're not going to be great at everything. So you're going to have to pick and choose. And your life is not going to be perfectly balanced at all times. There's going to be times you're going to be working on your craft in your career, and you're going to have to put more hours in, which means something else is going to take a little bit of a back burner. But when you get moments, you make the moments count. That's how you could make it over time. When the guys are in season, yes, they're not able to pour into any friendship because they can't be around. But when they can see someone in one city, just even when I was traveling with them, I would make those 24 hours count. Okay. So you can do this. You just have to pick where you're going to be consistent and then stay consistent on it.
1: Yeah. Seasons of life, for sure. Seasons of everything. I mean, there's no such thing. I hate when people say balance. I just think it's seasons. You can be busy in a season and be slammed in a season. I'm assuming right now, all of your athletes are in season promoting this book. You're in a busy, busy season. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm always so curious. How did you get the job with the Phoenix Suns? How did that come about?
0: Um, the owner called me. <laughs> how cool is that? Yeah, yeah. The owner called me, and um, we had a really good conversation. And he asked me about leadership specifically that I was going to help a player on, and to work with one player and another player, and then it was the whole team. And so, and you know, then it was different leagues and different sports. And again, this, again, all God ordained because I was literally working on my craft and I came out to Arizona to help a company grow. And I was, it really built beautifully and it went really well. And I was working on developing people and he heard about it. And he also heard about my other work. But when I got called to come to Arizona, I was living in Nashville, Tennessee. I literally asked God, I grew up in Connecticut took a chance when I left and started my practice, packed up, drove to Tennessee. And I had friends there, but I did not want to burden my friends. So I was like, God, just let me know where I'm supposed to be. And he literally brought me to Tennessee, Franklin, Tennessee at first. And then I moved from there. But everything he set up, I mean, like, I was never without, he always provided, even though I was taking chances the whole time. And then it came time where everything started flowing in Nashville and I had a community and everything was growing and I was speaking and I get a call and it's uh, over time eventually to come out to to Arizona. I was like, no, I'm not going to the desert. Are you crazy? (laughs) And I was just praying about mission too. And I literally heard God say it's about a mission. And so I went and we helped 70,000 people, but by coming out here, It helped grow, obviously, this other area, which then I was working with the Phoenix Sun. So this is what I'm saying. Stay in the lane. And then when you feel like there's something, even though it's so out of your comfort zone, I would have happily stayed in Nashville, Tennessee, but I had to go to the desert, right? But there was a reason for it. And then everything continued to blow up from there. So I I didn't intend to be here, but it's exactly where I'm supposed to be. That's
1: such a good answer. Two questions: Do you work with people who are not people of faith? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yep. How do you how do you deal with that? I I do as well, and I'd love I'd love to know because not everyone obviously who listens to this podcast is a person of faith. I always say you mm-hmm. have to decision faith in action. I don't care what faith is to you. Faith to me is God, but you can call it doorknob, woo woo, source, universe. I don't really give a shit, but you got to believe in something outside of yourself. Yeah, I'd love your perspective on that because yeah. I just
0: think I'm super curious. So when I work with someone, they could be no faith, of faith, uh, anything. And we're going to work together because I'm helping them, obviously, with their purpose. Now, just a, something that will come of it because we're working together. Yeah. People start asking me about faith. And I, I literally, I ask them if they have any when we start because I want to know and respect and help them. But it just comes out. And that doesn't mean that all of a sudden they love what, you know, Jesus, like I love Jesus. But we will have some really meaningful conversations because there is going to come a time where no one is going to have the answers human wise. But spiritually, there's going to be an answer that they're going to need to look for. And they find that out on their own. So in the right time. And I also believe God just brings the people that are supposed to come by And you know what, maybe they leave and they didn't maybe choose a a faith, but they show up differently. They have more hope and all we're supposed to do is plant seeds. Then God takes care of it from there. So I serve those because at the end of the day, Jesus loved everyone. Mm -hmm. And I just love the people that I'm called to help. And then whatever happens on their journey, I help them for the time that I'm called to and then go from there. And I think people get so focused on, it's got to be this way. Well, I believe there is a way, but I can't, me putting that down your throat is never going to convince you. Just seeing me walk out, I can only share by my experience. This has changed my life. Literally helped me. I hope it helps you. I believe this with all my heart. But just by serving and loving and walks alongside someone, it definitely changes them. It opens them up more. Yes.
1: A hundred percent. Do you know who Brock Johnson is? Do you follow Brock Johnson? His, his mom is Shalene Johnson. He's, he basically helps people grow on Instagram. You may have seen him. He's got, I, have, I don't know. I absolutely have.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: So it's, I had him on the podcast and his answer I thought was so good. He said, I don't have to say it. I just hope that people who follow me know by how I show up in this world.
0: Exactly. 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 That's yes. exactly it. And that truly has been I had a guy stop me 20 minutes before game time, sitting on the bench, go to me before a basketball NBA game. He goes, Dar, can you share your testimony with me? I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, we've got to play again. Do we even have to play right now? Please like, yes, I will. And then, and then another time I had a guy say to me, will you watch the movie, The Shack with me? Now, why did he come to me to ask to watch that movie? Right? It was, he wanted to know more about faith. I've never said anything to him about it, but he, they saw it. I, I just spoke at a conference, 52 different countries we were live to, translators all going all over, like in the United Nations booths. And i specifically told, do not talk about God because it's 53, 52, 53 countries. Okay. All I kept thinking is, please don't let like my words trip because it just comes out of me. Yeah. Even, it's my story, you know? but I was like, okay, God, I just want to show up authentically and let's serve people. Well, I did not say God. I didn't say anything about faith, nothing. After I spoke, people waited two hours in line to talk about whatever they were going through. Do you know more often than not, people kept saying, I love your faith. Thank you for showing up. You could tell you love God. I didn't say a word. (laughs) I didn't say a word. I was like, because I specifically prayed to my two friends who pray before I speak, telling them this is scenario, so pray around this, and then look what happens. So yes, just how you show up and love people. I it's it's not that hard.
1: Yeah. I thank you for saying that. I think it's so cool because well maybe you had the cross necklace on, maybe that was the giveaway. <laughs>
0: but <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That's,
1: that's true. true. But yeah. I'll, All of that to be said, I actually think it is so interesting because, you know, like I told you, I cuss in the beginning of our our podcast intro, I say, I say God and shit in the same sentence. So clearly this won't be your typical podcast. But it's so interesting because I do believe that everyone finds their faith in a completely different way. And you just showing up organically as yourself is literally the testimony that some people need. And it's almost just like that opening door, just like the guy on the on the bench who said, hey, would you watch that movie with me? I just think how you're showing up in your life. So obviously right now you're working with your clients one-on-one do you, and you do a ton of speaking engagements. You're promoting the book. What is next in this season of life for wow. you?
0: I'm so excited. You know, I know people think like, oh, she's done so much. And I honestly don't even feel like I scratched the surface. That's cool. Yeah, there's a 3.0 version that's going to get revealed next year. And I am so excited about it because it's a way to impact people on another level and still do all that I'm doing. But offer out a few more things that I've been wanting to do for a long time. So there'll be these two day events that we'll be having uh, so many times a year. There'll be ways that I'll be able to connect with people. And yeah, there's just a 3.0 version that's coming out. And I think people in my word, are like, what in the world? And I'm like, look at LeBron. He is literally like, they, they're like LeBron last night. They're like, you know, here you are, 38 coming back. He's like, I'm not done. Like, People keep wanting to count him out. And he's like, as long as I can still do it. And again, as long as God still calls me, I still want to reach my greatest potential. I don't ever want to settle for mediocrity ever. And so my whole push is always, how do I keep showing up to the best of my ability to serve everyone, which means there's more to come. Oh, that's so cool. Were you an athlete? I didn't read that about you. Were you an athlete growing up? I played through high school. I didn't play in college, field hockey, track. I played softball till 8th grade, but then field hockey was my sport. That was my everything. So I played field hockey all the way through, and then I'm only 5'2". If you want to play field hockey, (laughs) D1, I needed to be a little taller. But, you know, I was fast. I did really well with it, but that's where the journey ended. So I'm athletic for sure. My dad, we played sports. My dad wanted me to be a boy. I came out. He had my sister. Then I was supposed to be born on his birthday. I came a month early on Christmas and I came out a girl and he literally was like, what the hell? <laughs> so, I mean, I've hunted fish I played every sport under the sun with him. So I'm used to sports. I just, you know, five, two, I'm a little limited. I'm assuming you don't work
1: with people individually or how do people connect with you? How can they learn from you? I obviously yes. getting the book. I know you have your workshop on your website, but is there any other ways? Because I just, I'm so grateful. You guys please go follow her. It's like, it it really yeah. is. You're a wonderful follow.
0: Yeah. Thank you. I would say go to coachdar.com sign up for my newsletter. The reason is I put that out. It's intentional every Thursday. And it's filled with either podcasts or golden nuggets that I can't obviously coach everyone, but I'm giving away what I would be saying coaching. So sign up for that. And also it will help you for what's to come for these awesome events that are coming in 2024. And you could get the book on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. And also my Instagram is probably the one I'm most active on. I'm on all platforms, but it's the coach Dar. Follow me on there. That's the only place I'm putting up like daily nuggets, Dosa Dar that you'll get mental edge tips. So between that and the newsletter, follow there, stay tuned. And yes, if you're kind of in the peak performance space and you want to excel at another level, I do coach certain people one-on-one. So you could apply to be coached on the website. And then also for speaking, if your company or place is looking for a speaker, I always am open to speaking. So I love to teach. I love it. So you said,
1: just before I let you go, you said uh, you've spoken to, uh, you've served a hundred thousand people. How many people did you say you've coached?
0: Yep. Over a hundred thousand,
1: a hundred thousand people. That is amazing.
0: Yeah. It's insane
1: insane. What a gift. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. It's just so incredible. I, you guys, please go grab her book. It's so good. Find the flow in your life and your business, um, on and off the field coach. Dar, so good. Please go follow her, grab the book. And then next year, can you give us a little sneak peek? Is it in person or is it online in person in what? person? Oh my God. Those yeah. are the best ones. You guys get in the room. It'll only be
0: four times a year. So it'll be really good
1: get in the rooms. are so good. I did live events before the pandemic and they're so much freaking work, but man, once you do it, you just, your heart is full. <laughs> Looking forward to
0: seeing anyone who comes and I promise you'll get poured into.
1: Yay. For- oh my gosh. thank you for being here. I appreciate it. You guys go follow her right now. Grab the book.